Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in week after week. And here we are again with another incredible episode with my good man, Jonathan from Galley. For those of you who manage kitchens, manage restaurants, manage food service operations of some sort, you know that it can be incredibly challenging incredibly challenging especially when it comes to the business side of things to keep everything straight your vendors your supplies your employees who's using what how much they're using portion control recipe data oh man it's just it can be overwhelming and so I've always said that if you can run a food service business you could probably run just about any business because it is so dynamic and complex and that's why we're talking to Jonathan today, because Galley helps to streamline a lot of that and helps to really create some incredible efficiencies. So without further ado. I have a, I have a passion for, for innovating in three fields. I, I, approached, uh, I approached the energy and water field as I was, uh, as I was going through my master's degree in, in sustainable business. Um, and there was a there was a an instance you know as I was as I was working for for Tesla doing you know renewable energy and energy storage I met a, a I met a gentleman at a at a dog park in San Diego and he shared with me this incredible story about how he had built he had built this software that ran an incredibly complex kitchen in San Francisco and he shared with me that. It was built alongside of the ex-Google chef, Nate Keller, um, as well as one of the heads of, of food and beverage from Emirates Airlines, uh, Clifton Lyles. Now, both of those individuals alongside Benji, uh, they, had, they had worked their hardest to, to see if there was a, a software that existed that they could use to, to help run this complex kitchen. And alas, after, after testing many different types of software that, that was built for the built for the food industry, um, they were left wanting. And so Benji told me the story about how he had built this software wearing a hairnet in a kitchen. And it led to incredible efficiencies um, that which they 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 couldn't get through through software that had been that had been built previously, more more archaic or outdated tools. So I met, I met Benji at this dog park and here we're talking about this, about this incredible opportunity. And he told me, Hey, let's, let's stay in touch. I, I reached out to him a few months later. Um, and he explained to me that he had been getting outreach from all of the line cooks, the chefs, everyone that had worked both in culinary and operations with the software that he had built. And they had told him to rebuild it. And he was setting out on that journey. Um, so I, I made the de- decision to leave, uh, to leave innovation in, in, in energy uh, and energy storage with Tesla and join Galley um, and help, uh, help drive 
a meaningful transformation in the food industry using two things, using a sublime data model. So a data model that understands food data, which is incredibly messy, recipes alongside of vendor data, and paired that up with an award-winning user interface. Once you put those two pieces of the puzzle together, you can solve for many of the issues that, that face small operators all the way up to some of the largest food businesses in the world. So obviously you've got in just an awesome background, awesome story. And that's what I love about these types of things is, you know, when we're able to shift direction and we're able to make changes, some of these things just, oh, just come together. You know, you and I have talked at length about the software, about the challenges of the industry, the challenges being, you know, how do you, how do you take this 18th century culture? I mean, we've, we've cooked very much the same for a long time, fire, pan, food, you know, um, how do you, how do you change that? How do you change this culture that is, you know, very, very much artists, How do you take them from the 18th century to the 21st century? Because I can imagine that that is quite a challenge. Great question, Sean. And you're exactly right. We've we've spoken about this a little bit. And there's this incredible challenge facing facing the, the entire industry. This is something that we have discovered alongside of some of the smaller operators that are out there all the way up to the largest food businesses. So now what those what those challenges stem from is incredibly messy food data. We've met in general operators that are uh, even producing food at scale using uh, you know the chef's gut which is valid and, and has worked like you're like you're describing. Um, some of the some of the more traditional chefs might might work off of off of gut and intuition. Then there are then there are the the the, the operators that are leveraging paper and pen and and calculators, and they're using these tools, both gut, paper, and pen calculator, to quantify how much food needs to be batched or prepped per day of service as well as for calculating their food costs or for ordering their ingredients from their suppliers. So if you can imagine this is happening at every scale of of food business, whether it be a single unit operator in a mom and pop, uh, a grocery or supermarket that's batching food for their hot or cold line, uh, hotels that are trying to quantify how much food they need to prepare for events or buffets or, or, or service. Um, multi-concept, direct-to-consumer, delivery-only food brands um, who are who are uh, who, who are gathering and gaining a lot of attention today um, because of their 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 competitive or data-driven approach. Um, so, so the challenge the challenge exists across all different types of food businesses, um, and and it and it really it the the core of it is is in that messy food data. Now, now there are some operators that that of course will build. Uh, all of that food data into spreadsheets um, and and what they don't realize while, while the spreadsheet might serve for some time, it ends up bottlenecking the business and slowing it down. Um, now, of course, we've encountered food operators that that have tried to solve this problem by 
by going out and and looking at at more traditional software or, or uh, older um, software that that has been built for the industry. And, and what they find is that it is typically repurposed accounting or repurposed inventory tools um, that have been a little bit manipulated to handle culinary data. And because they either don't get the food data model right, uh, what some of those tools end up doing is creating inaccuracies in food production planning and, and ordering of ingredients. Um, or the user interface is so outdated. It's, it's like using Windows 95. And, and so what ends up happening is teammates and operations in culinary end up skirting that software and going back to the spreadsheets, going back to the paper and pen, as well as even following their gut. Um, so we, we, see that, we see that some operators are, are now looking to leverage that data. They realize there is this incredible value to that messy food data. And, and if they clean it up and organize it and create that digital mise en place, that allows them to then improve and iterate on their business model. Um, and then they can take an approach that's perhaps a little bit more cash flow sensitive or, or um, um, demand based purchasing for their ingredients and more productive or accurate food production. Um, which drives up the profitability of their business. It can also reduce food waste and then can eliminate a significant amount of duplication, triplication of work that's done at food organizations in, in relation to their food data. All right. So talk about this a little bit because, you know, obviously there is a need for this out there. There is a real need for being able to organize and gather data and to, assimilate it or be able to read it in a way that um, gives you answers and helps you because, you know, as our margins continue to shrink and our, our uh, costs continue to rise, we've got to be, we've got to be on our game to make this happen. Obviously there's other platforms out there that help you do this. So what is it that makes Galley unique? Um, you know, what sets you apart from these other platforms? That's, a, that's a great question. Um, and and I would I would say the, the best way to to respond to that are are two elements. So I, I mentioned previously there are two things: the data model. So that food data model has to be able to robustly handle recipes. Recipes are the core of any food organization. So the tool or the, 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 the software system that a food organization is evaluating to use to improve or drive productivity or accuracy in their food business, at the core, it has to be the recipes. So, so many tools out there have not taken that approach. Um, and so what ends up happening is, is it's not, it is not as accurate and it ends up being focused more on par, um, which is, which is a, uh, a, uh, just a different approach. It's, it's a little bit less cash flow sensitive, right? Well, food organizations just order the same amount of ingredients um, and are, are, are less able to iterate on their, on their business model. Um, so the core data has to be, it has to handle recipes phenomenally well. Um, that means also handling things like um, sub recipes and being able to batch things like sauces and marinades, things that need to be prepped in advance. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, um, 
vendor data can be can be messy. We have operators that are ordering, let's say, some of their ingredients from the large broadliners and, and ordering them from large suppliers, uh, in which case there are invariably going to be fluctuations in pricing. Um, then we have uh, food businesses that are ordering also ingredients from smaller, um, more distributed or, or, or local uh, um, um, you know, suppliers or vendors. Um, in which case that food data is also messy and, and can fluctuate all the time. So you'll have variances or changes in, in recipes over time, as well as vendor data, which makes it, which makes it uh, very important that the system is able to handle those changes over time and, and, and continue to be a source of truth um, for, 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 the food, for the food operator. Um, if, if that system does not stay relevant and up to date, um, what I described previously happens. The, the operator steps away from that system because it's either hard to use or it, it proves to be inaccurate at times. Um, it falls out of use, and then the then the teammates in culinary and operation end up stepping away from it and going back to the paper and pen and 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 spreadsheets and guts uh, and you know the chef's gut, which, which invariably um, changes the consistency of the brand. Um, or, or drives inaccuracy in purchasing, which is which leads to, or and as well as inaccuracies in production, which leads to waste. Um, so the, again, those those two pieces of the puzzle are so critical. The the two pieces of the puzzle being uh, clean recipe data that's structured, um, as well as uh, um, uh, the, the vendor data, and then on the other side is the, this user interface. That's instead of using like Windows 95, it's an approach that's that's more familiar to to someone using an iPhone or, or a smartphone. Well, what I can say, having looked at the software multiple times and looking at the opportunities that exist um, with it, it is definitely robust. <laughs> it's got a lot of ins and outs and a lot of things. So, you know, obviously there's people out there that are going to hear this and they're going to say, man, I probably need to check this out. Um, what's the best way for them to do that? What would you suggest for them to go down this path and see if this is for them? Evaluating, evaluating whether there's a good fit is, is very important. Um, we take customer success as our, as our biggest priority. We understand that there's been a significant amount of software and, and, uh, uh, tools that have been sold to the food industry, um, that have overpromised and 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 potentially or perhaps underdelivered, um, and it's left some people with uh, with maybe a bad taste in their mouth. And, and so we take a very we take a very different approach. It is focused on customer success. It's our goal um, during during our first call to understand where the business is, where that that food organization or food business is going. You know. Um, how, how their data lives today, how, how, they're, how they are handling some of these workflows that I mentioned, like planning, prep, uh, and food production, as well as ordering ingredients and taking inventory. So we learn about that. We document it into a success plan. Uh, that success plan goes along with, with, the, the, along with that food business as we, in, in, in pre-sales, as we learn more about the organization, we document it um, so that both of our businesses can then align more easily. Um, so we look at the recipe structure, the vendor data, um, and then we can demonstrate those workflows that I mentioned in, 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 our, in, our, in our demo environment. Um, so we show them, um, whether it be with some sample data or with some of their own data, 
for, for some of the larger, larger food businesses. Um, and then it demonstrates exactly how we can help. Um, because there, there are, there are no two food businesses that are exactly alike. Um, there, there are always going to be some differences between the two. So it's really important that we understand the operational model very well. Uh, and then we come alongside that business and support them at the highest level that we possibly can. Um, so that, that can, that evaluation or, or uh, demonstration of Galley, you can, you can start exploring it by visiting our website, uh, galleysolutions.com. Um, and our team are, are happy to, to guide you through, uh, share the, the most important thing is that we, we share the insights that, 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 that we've gathered from, from many different segments of the industry, whether it be non-commercial food service or independently operated contract dining, uh, all the way to uh, large caterers and, and then also these exciting uh, direct-to-consumer food brands um, and, and, and the multi-units and, and beyond. Um, so we share what we've learned about um, the best practices for, 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 for capturing and, and storing that food data. We do want to bring these operators as much value as possible during the evaluation in the event that there might be a, a, a platform that, that might suit their needs uh, better. Um, but of course, we are happy to help we go along that journey with them um, to help them evaluate it and then gather consensus. So we understand that a lot of tools have been tossed at, at food business operators or teams in culinary. And so our goal for the most part is to help, uh, help the team align uh, and gather that consensus that it is the right decision for this, for this business. Well, I just, I just want to say that, you know, I think the world of, of Jonathan, I think the world of Galley, I think this is uh, a very necessary solution for a lot of people. And I think those of you who have systems out there, this, uh, this doesn't have to scare you. This doesn't have, you don't have to say, I already have something. I think it's worth your time to at least look at it because, you know, knowledge is power and being able to educate yourself on all the options that are out there. This may be an option for you. This may be something that, uh, maybe you thought initially, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is for me. Oh, I've already got something. There's no harm in looking and, uh, and seeing if this is a better fit. You know, this was developed by people who operate at a very high level and know their stuff. So with that said, I'm going to ask you one final question that I, I ask most people, but, uh, you know, you work with a lot of brands, a lot of individuals out there and you see kind of the upper echelon of, of operators. What do they do that's different? What can we do to really set ourselves apart in this industry? Sean, that is, that is by far the best question. And, and it gets me excited. Uh, because we see this rapid transformation happening in the in the food industry, uh, we see an entire new generation of chefs and uh, new food business owners that are approaching the field. We see some of the the established and and uh, um, uh, you know existing players um, looking to to strengthen their their businesses and their operational models. Um, so o overall. There are, there are some best practices for, for running the most productive or, or efficient food business that you possibly can. Um, and many operators are, str are, are struggling. It's, it's almost, there's, there's not, you know, it seems like there's not enough time in the day to, to solve all of, all of the, the challenges that they face. Um, 
but what I would what I would share or recommend is the basics are so important. You, you on your show, you talk about this, and 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 other 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 folks in the industry um, talk about this significantly. It's get the basics right. If your food business has a gut feeling or or, a, or a, an outdated spreadsheet with food costs, and you're producing some of those menu items or some of those recipes at scale multiple times in a week there's revenue being lost. We need to understand accurately uh, the costing of those recipes. So, so the fundamentals are critical. And then being able to, being able to adjust and plan food production accurately, um, that, is, that is another huge piece of the puzzle. Um, because if, if you're going out and either ordering ingredients inaccurately um, or you're uh, overproducing food or underproducing food, um, that's, that there's revenue lost there. And also the time of your, of your staff and your employees is get the fundamentals right. If you're, if you're building a business off of, off of a weaker foundation with food data in terms of recipe structure, cross utilization of, of ingredients and sub recipes and, and, and without knowing the, the food costs and you're already at a disadvantage, especially as we see, an incredible convergence in the market. Uh, folks are eating three meals a day, and and they want to know what's what's in the what's in what they're eating, the ingredients, and some maybe some nutritional data and allergens. So the the customer is increasingly wanting consistency, uh, which which helps with brand repeatability. They want to know more about the food, um, and then there are a lot of, of of players that are entering this space, even while it's already competitive. So, so we know that there are some major competitor, uh, uh, major competitive drivers. So, food operators, in in order to in order to survive uh, and and thrive, leverage that food data, leverage that food data for your benefit um, to help grow your business um, and to and to set yourself apart from the other operators. You're 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 going to need it, and it's your best friend if 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 you can make it clean and and organized. Well, you're a good man. We appreciate all that you do and all that you're doing for the industry and look forward to uh, look forward to catching up with you in the future because, man, I just I think you're doing some really cool things. If we can help one operator reduce the stress and time-consuming work on some of their most important teammates, we can then remove bottlenecks, drive the accuracy of their food business, which then improves the profitability as well as reduces the food waste of that of that organization hey thanks for sticking around be sure to share this podcast with your friends family co-workers or anyone who's interested in making food and money and when you get a second give us a review It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.